0: by the message of an angel, may, by his passion and cross, be brought to the glory of his resurrection, through the same Christ our Lord. Amen.
1: Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas-Ford Worth in North Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. Live from the KATH 910AM studios in Las Colinas and broadcasting across North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network, this is The Good News Show. And good
0: afternoon. Welcome to The Good News Show here on this uh, June 20th. <laughs> I had to check my computer to see what the day was. I've been on vacation the last week, so I'm a little rusty, but uh, good to have you with us. Uh, things are a little bit different today. We don't have Sissel running the board because Sissel is on vacation herself, and she is off in Scandinavia uh visiting her brother, who's a student at the University of Dallas, and her sister Tova flew over there as well. I'm sure Sissel is listening, because, you know, when you have the app... You can literally listen anywhere in the world, and so I'm, I'd i be highly offended if she is not listening right now. No, of course, I'm kidding. Uh, glad to have you with us. Diane is running the board, and we have a full studio here right now. Uh, we have a really wonderful uh, young man who is interning with us. He's uh, currently, currently 17 years old. In fact, just turned 17 last month, but had a party last weekend, <laughs> right? Uh, William Kirkendall, uh, he's going to join us at the very end of the show, last 10 minutes, and uh, talk about why in the world uh, would a high school student want to spend uh, some of their uh, hours in summer, you know, here at the radio station. It happens every summer. We always enjoy and appreciate the uh, young people that do spend time with us. And so he'll talk about himself and, you know, why he's doing it. And also an interesting connection between his parents, especially his dad and Catholic Radio. Okay, so I'll tell you all that. Uh, also, uh, Ingrid Meyer, who uh, works with the Catholic Pro-Life community, is here in studio as well. And uh, very interesting connection between our upcoming Summer Speaker Series event and Ingrid's great passion that she has uh, for Our Lady of Guadalupe. In fact, I went to a presentation with my now, thirteen-year-old daughter, I think she was about ten at the time, uh, um, and, and where we heard Ingrid speak about Our Lady Guadalupe, and to this day, my daughter uh, has a great devotion to her. And ever, whenever we pray the Rosary at the end, she prays Our Lady Guadalupe, pray for us. And I think it has something to do with Ingrid's talk. Uh, so we'll ha- we'll talk about that in just a second, and then at the uh, as if that wasn't enough, uh, a young man by the name of David Sear, uh, whose parents I know well, Tom and Sue Sear. Uh, are just uh, amazing uh, pro-life, um, just advocates, and uh, they have instilled in their kids, uh, somehow, some way, uh, they, they've got, I think, four boys, uh, just a, a, a zeal for evangelization, a zeal for the faith, and a zeal for life. And they're all out there doing things. And David is going to be going to Ireland and France, I believe, on July 1st. With a group called Tradition, Family and Property, okay, TFP. The whole purpose is to do like public witness. Um, you know, for, and and they go there. I mean, they talk about marriage, they talk about abortion, they talk about all these things, and also talking to young people over there. And I just thought it was so cool. And uh, David also is trying to raise some money to pay for his flights, and I think he has to raise a, co- a total of a couple thousand dollars. I think he's almost halfway there. I donated to it, and so we're going to talk about tradition, family, property, uh, he, the school that he's going to right now up in Pennsylvania, why he's spending his summer uh, evangelizing overseas. What a, what a great opportunity that's going to be. So David will join us uh, on the phone here at the bottom of the hour, and then William at the very end, and then Ingrid here in just a couple of minutes. Uh, before that, though, I just want to mention last week, uh, as I mentioned, I was on vacation it was a staycation. I've never really done that before. Take a whole week off and don't go anywhere. And thanks be to God, because of the gas prices, who wants to go anywhere these days, right? Um, we had fun, went to Great Wolf Lodge, uh, did urban air, took my son out to a lot of things, swimming and all that. And I came in one time last week. It's because I wanted to uh, wish Diane a happy birthday and give her a little gift. So Diane, you had a birthday last Thursday, right?
2: Yes, I did. I turned 42, and it's still a blessing to be alive and do the work of God.
0: Yeah, well, happy birthday to you. Did you do anything special? Did your family take you out or anything? No,
2: not really. I just, you know, went to church in the morning and Prayed
1: and just went about my business. Too so much mass on your birthday. Yes. Oh, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, that's a good, that's a good thing to do. All right. Well, happy, uh, 42 years of life to you, Diane. And, uh, many, many, probably about a quarter of that has been spent, uh, yes, working we, you Radio. <laughs> yeah, a couple other things. Uh, I, we're all waiting for this Supreme Court decision to come down on the Dobbs case. And I, I mean, I'm not thinking about it incessantly, but it's like, come on already. I mean, can you please just, just everybody's waiting and, uh, you know, the little, the leak and all that kind of stuff. Well, I have some inf- inside information because I was in communication with General Lynn Kaminsky, who's the executive director of the CPLC and also, uh, Susan Platt. Um, and I said, what, what do you think is going to happen? When, when is this going to come down? And they sent me an email. And uh, Gerilyn said that um, there are going to be some decisions to come out Tuesday and Thursday of this week. Uh, these are designated opinion days. And she said she had spoken with another local pro-life leader uh, who thinks it's not going to be until July 1st, okay, and in advance of the long holiday weekend. And Susan, uh, I, I, I think they're, they're both Susan and, and um, Geraldine are in agreement that uh, it might be, not until July, okay. But of course, like I said, there will be some decisions this week. But in the end, who knows? Uh, it is what it'll come when it comes, and we got to keep praying. Susan shared something with me that's really cool, though. I, I didn't know about this. Uh, there is a group called On Our Knees, a national prayer initiative for life. Every Monday evening at seven thirty p.m. Central Time, uh, they for fifteen minutes they have a, a, a call where you can get on and you can pray with um, co-founder Sherry Schultze and Marjorie Dannenfelser of Susan B. Anthony List. And so if you want to get on that call tonight, uh, just email me. I I could give you the phone number. You probably don't have a pen ready, but I'll say it one time. And then if you if you want it, again, uh, email me uh, 833-380-0736. Okay, what's the chance everybody wrote that down now when I say it that quickly? But email me, Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. Or of course, you can contact the CPLC and they know about it as well. All right, uh, real quickly, otherwise, there is a summer speaker series coming up, uh, on July 21st. Uh, Bishop Joseph Strickland is going to be our speaker. Uh, the topic of his talk is Engaging in Battle, uh, Empowering the Lady in 2022. Okay, so that's a month from tomorrow. All right, well, so t- we're starting to run out of time. And uh we've sold a lot of tickets so far. I'm hoping that we have uh four or five, six hundred people that show up for this and there's gonna be food, there's gonna be wine, uh great talk by Bishop Strickland and so if you just you know, if you kind of just thinking, gosh, there's so much crazy stuff going on in the culture these days and you just want to hear a really courageous and wise shepherd of the church speaking. It's gonna be at the Frontiers of Flight Museum and again food and wine and a great talk. Tickets are seventy five dollars and also helps us during these difficult uh summer months as well. And uh I have not been here since the summer Share-A-Thon, so thank you to everybody who donated. Uh two weeks ago during the Share-A-Thon, we did hit the overall goals. And so we will have Catholic Radio on for the next three months. <laughs> and, <laughs> we, yeah,
2: we I just want to thank all our donors, because without them, this would uh, not be possible. Yeah. And so, and that's how we have the Summer Speaker Series. So get your tickets, because there's only a month left.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> and I'll tell you, you know, Toya always says when we have share that the summer months are tough. Well, I saw the financial report uh, that our president sent out, and the summers is brutal. It really is. And so, uh, you know, this is a fun way to support the station. You get to come and hear a great talk. And, you know, you will, there will be an ask, and you can make an additional donation if you want. Uh, but just come out and have some fun and uh, hear a great talk and uh, be with us. Uh, again, go to summerspeakerseries.com, summerspeakerseries.com. Uh, what do you think, Diet? If we sold five different people bought tickets just during this hour, wouldn't that be awesome?
2: Yeah, that would be great. I yeah. mean, you don't want to miss this. If there's any bishop you want to hear from, it's Bishop Joseph Strickland. He is speaking out against the culture that is trying to harm us.
0: Yeah, today. exactly. Exactly. Uh, so summerspeakerseries dot com. If you're listening right now and you're planning on going anyways, don't wait till like the last week because we have to put a number in for catering and you know all that kind of stuff. So uh, please uh, buy your tickets ASAP. And we hope to see you on July 21st. All right. So uh, the connection between our in studio guest Ingrid Meyer uh, and the Summer Speaker Series event is that uh, we have a mutual friend by the name of Dan Hennessy. Mm-hmm. Dan is the founder of the Highland School, right? Yes. Uh, Isn't it like it started like in his house, (laughs) I think?
3: In a garage. Yeah, in his garage many (laughs) many
0: years ago. And take it away from there because I spoke with Dan and he proposed some. Well, yeah, he offered me a a great blessing for our event. And then he said, but you got to talk to Ingrid because (laughs) she's in charge of it. So fill in the blanks and what are we talking about?
4: So we are talking about the image, a relic image of Our Lady of Guadalupe. And this is a very special image. There's only a certain amount of them in the world. And somehow Dan, because of his generosity and helping out somebody, was able to get an image. So he donated that image to the Highland School Mm. in Irving. So this image is there in the chapel. And since I give talks on the symbols, and the meaning of the image of Our Lady of Guadalupe. And I have a new talk coming up, and you'll like this one. It's uh, Our Lady of Guadalupe, Christ-centered, and her pro-life mission.
0: Oh, wow. Yes. Good timing for that, huh? Yes, especially
4: with everything going on, right?
0: She was pregnant. in in, in, in that. that's significant. She was pregnant. It's
4: very important because if you see, if you go back to all the different apparitions of Our Lady of Guadalupe, well, the only one where she physically stayed with us is the image of Our Lady mm. of Guadalupe in Mexico. And then some years later, she stayed um, in a little piece of cloth, very tiny. It's Our Lady of Coromoto in Venezuela. Mm.
0: Yeah. Yes. It's, uh, it, it's kind of interesting because like with the Saint Faustina, mm-hmm. you know, Jesus asked that an image be drawn, right? Uh, and then with Guadalupe, it was left with Juan Diego on his Tilma. It was
4: imprinted, yeah, imprinted on his Tilma.
0: Yeah. And you wonder why at the other ones, like Lords and Fatima and some of these other ones, they didn't do that. It would be nice to have something a little bit more different official. Mission. Right, yeah. Different it, it, mission. Different mission, right. Yeah. So let's, I, I know you love talking about Our Lady Guadalupe and the image, uh, the toma and all that, and I want to get into a lot of that. But let's um, um talk about the, at the event on yeah. Thursday, July 21st that I just mentioned, this is going to be present, right? Yes. And you were going to we're planning on putting it up on the stage uh-huh. and that's the plan right now. But yes. well what's what's the advantage, you know, spiritually okay. to having something like this at an event that we're having?
4: Well, first of all, she's very special image. She's not just like any image. You know, uh St. John Paul II, and let me read you so I don't get it wrong. What he said in 1979, the Basilica of Our Lady of Guadalupe will be the center from which the light of the gospel of Christ will illuminate the entire world by the means of distribution of the miraculous image of his mother. So because of this, he wanted there to be in every country an image that would be, you know, going and visiting as a pilgrim image, right, in every country of the world. So this is one of those. Did every country
0: get one? I yes. mean, literally every country. So that
4: he had 220 made, uh, 197 countries. We are blessed to have, we should have seven. So far as I know, we only have three. And this is one of those three images.
0: Mm. Okay. okay. Wow. That, that's, uh, it makes it extremely rare. And to think that one of them, one of the three in this country is right here at, at a school. I mean, a, a mile or two from from where we where we are yes. right now, and I I know you would not you know guarantee or say that you know there's all kinds of miracles that are guaranteed for this, but I did experience a miracle. I think I told you about this yes. uh, many years ago. There was a gentleman from up in Denton. I forget his name, but he did this this uh, the traveling image of, of Our Lady of the Toma was traveling through, and he said, "You want to bring it to the have it at the radio station?" I said, "Oh yeah, of course, yeah." So that morning they brought it. They brought it uh, and. I was surprised at how big it was. I thought it was going to be really, I don't know, for some reason I thought it was small, like the size of a shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, they set it up, and all of a sudden I started smelling these beautiful, beautiful roses and I asked him. I said, "Is, is she like aromatic? I mean, I, I, I can smell that." And they said, "Oh no, you've been touched. Yeah, and nobody else could smell her." And, and, and my wife and my, da- and my daughter came up, and I said, "Can you smell this? Don't you?" Because it was so, <laughs> so beautiful. And they said, "No, I don't. I don't smell it." And I said, "I, I mean, it was, it's and so, anyways." It was a does gift that, for do, you. Do those
4: kind of things happen a lot? Yes, it does. And I, there's been miracles with this image that I have been taking around during the pandemic. I was blessed to have her a few months at home. So I would take her out to different hospitals and to pro-life organizations and to the abortion centers Mm. and go around driving. And I'm sure she was leaving all her graces and miracles because not only was this image touched to the original Tilma, Mm -hmm. which is that is why she is a relic, right? She is an authorized relic. She was also extended the graces that were given on December 12, 1531 when our first when our lady first appeared and imprinted herself so those same graces were extended by St. John Paul II to this image mm. so anybody who goes to your event and is in front of our lady will receive those yeah. graces.
0: And we'll have to decide how to do this because we never had this before. Of course, we've got an event going on, but there's oh. Our Lady's image and people are going to want to come up. And obviously, you don't do that while Bishop Strickland's talking, but maybe say, afterwards. So so there's, uh, yeah, you come up afterwards and you can spend some time in prayer. And, and
4: you can touch if you have yeah. a medal or a rosary or an image, you can touch it. To Our Lady, and it becomes a third degree relic.
0: Yeah, amazing. So uh, I think uh, two hundred and twenty of these total. You, I think you said yes. three in America. The other countries got them, mm-hmm. and uh, one of them is pr- pretty much on a permanent basis over the Highlands. But then you take it around. How yeah. did you? How did you uh, get chosen for this? Or uh, what? What? How, what? Uh, how'd you get so blessed to do that?
4: It's funny. Well, it is. It's an honor and it's a true blessing. I just started um, with my children when they went to school at St. Thomas Aquinas. I was once asked to give a talk and that's how I got involved. I started going to these uh, classes that Monsignor Eduardo Chavez, Yeah, he has a school in Mexico. It's called the uh, Superior School of Studies of the Guadalupe and you can take online uh, classes and get a certificate. So I learned so much from him. You, you got the certific- yes. certificate? Yes. In fact, you? everything I say about Our Lady in my talks are based on what he says. So mm. everything has been scientifically proven. There's other things that happen, right? We do know. But if it's not approved by him, I won't mention that. Yeah.
0: Them. He, uh, my senior Chavez visited our studio. Uh, do you remember that, Diane? How long hmm. ago was that? That, that was, it must have, was it this year or last year?
2: I think uh. it was, last year November but I mean it was like in October because
0: he was he was here for a Legatus talk at the cathedral and yeah, at, yeah, at the cathedral, and our friend, I think Jerry Jacob or or somebody arranged it, and it was so cool because right behind you, and I hope this is showing up. William can confirm. Is this showing up on uh, on our our, our uh, feed? The, the image of Our Lady Guadalupe right behind you. That's another reason we needed to put Ingrid yes. in that, that seat. Uh, that image is right there. But um, Monsignor Chavez, of course, I was very excited to, to meet him and interview him, and we're walking down the hallway, and he stops. And he probably stood there for 45 minutes talking about the image of Our Lady of the Toma. And I mean, I I just felt like I wanted to pinch myself, like, who gets this opportunity? I know, all his
4: knowledge. And then Our Lady is under, behind, in a vault, right?
0: Yeah. So, And
4: only, I don't know, every 20, 30 years, I don't know, they open it up, and he gets to go in. Imagine that privilege. Mm -hmm. And these images... Were touched, and let me tell you exactly. It was in April 20th of 2004. The rector had a special private ceremony, and he touched each one of these relics, these images to the original Tilma. Hmm. Oh, That's wow. when they opened up the vault and they were touched. Yeah. So, and then on May, Uh, Of that same year, she was commissioned, this image was commissioned let me, right? It's called For the Life and Mercy Crusade. Mm. So she has lots of titles. So it's a very special image that you will have present for all of the people who attend. Will receive those graces.
0: Yeah, yeah, that is so. And, and we we need to, to to record a spot and announce this because this, this is a big deal that uh, that that the image is going to be there at our event. All right, uh, Ingrid Meyer is my guest, and uh, she works full time with the Catholic Pro Life Community, who we have a great relationship with, and uh, she clearly has a great great devotion to Our Lady Guadalupe and got the certificate from uh, New Mexico and uh, online and all that. So w- when you give your talks, and, and I still like I. I said at the beginning of the show. I still remember the talk. It was over there at St. Peter's. Do you remember that? Yes. And my my daughter and I were there. And there's so much, you know. That oh, I, I know, mean, there's, there's so much there's information. There's so much. But the thing that, and I want to ask you, what do people normally get amazed about? You're thinking this is this is this is a, a piece of art. I mean, of course, it's it's made by God. Um, the the musical thing is what. That's beautiful. Really kind of blows my mind. But what what are some of the, the takeaways? Obviously, we've got about 10 minutes remaining. Think, we won't be able to talk about all of it, but no, what are what are some of the highlights? I think
4: one of the most important thing that people really are amazed is with the reflections in her eyes. Mm-hmm. If you see her eyes, they're millimeters, right? Yeah. They're so tiny She's and in her yeah. pupils, Uhhuh. and in her pupils they found they first found one in the 1950s and then as long you know with the with technology, and I think it was like enlarged over 2,500 times the image. They discovered up to 13 different images mm. in both of her eyes. They're people,
0: right? People. Yeah.
4: People that were present. Because imagine when St. Juan Diego receives the flowers, right? Or Mary blesses them and she says, Do not unfold your tilma, only to the bishop.
3: Mm-hmm. So when he yeah. goes
4: back to see the bishop, of course, the bishop was busy. He probably didn't see him right away. He was maybe outside waiting. So there were other people there. And when he sees the bishop and he unfolds that image, it's like that entire scene is imprinted and is captured in her eyes. You know how we reflect? Like, yeah, if I get close yeah, to you, I can right, see my reflection. Right, right. So it's the reflection of all those people, 13 people it standing there. like a, like a there. picture was taken, right? Yes, yeah, Exactly.
0: Well, long, you know, decades, centuries before photography, uh, would have ever, you know, made it. I don't think they weren't taking pictures in the the 16th century. No,
4: and we Uh, couldn't, and we just discovered this like a few, um, decades ago. Yeah. And more things come up. The music that you were saying, you were talking about, that was just discovered maybe 10, 20 years ago at the most. Mm -hmm. So they continuously are discovering more things because we are understanding better. It is like, a class of theology, I would say, looking at that image. The, yeah. the Aztecs, they understood it right away. That's why there were over 9 million conversions mm. in a period of 10 years.
0: So they would have looked at the image. And, and they underst- uh, the, like, get in line to yeah. get baptized <laughs> <laughs> Baptized already. Yes. Yeah. They yeah. understood but, well, everything. We're so far removed and we're in a different culture that we just don't understand. That we have to be taught.
4: But now, she's coming to us.
0: Yeah. That's why
4: Our Lady didn't come just to the Aztecs or just to the Spaniards. She comes to us daily. That is why we continue to discover things. And um, of all those um, figures, all those people that are in her eyes, there is a smaller scene, and that is the scene of a family. Mm. What is happening today to our family?
0: Yeah. Coach is trying to destroy it. Right? Yeah.
4: Why is it now that we are discovering that at the center of her pupil is the scene of an entire family? And family, I'm talking about parents with children, a baby, two small children, and grandparents.
0: Oh, really? Extended family. Yeah.
4: So can you believe what is she telling us? She's teaching us the importance of life and a family. A family is the nucleus of society. Yeah. And yeah. right now, families are being destroyed. Our children, you know, babies are being attacked with abortion. Yeah. So how many things are happening?
0: Yeah, yeah. So th- this is, uh, you mentioned that other title having to do with life. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this what you're talking about? Uh, where the reflection of the family and, of course, the fact that she was pregnant? Yeah, uh, that
4: is part of it. But okay. there's, she's so Christ-centered. And there are so many things that the Aztecs were already doing, which... When our lady came, they understood even the Eucharist mm. and I won't get into that, that's a lot. Yeah. But even the Eucharist they were they had a ceremony that was called um Sositli, oh I can't remember. I can't pronounce it correctly. But um I think and it's um Talking about the Eucharist, how they had a ceremony that was already very similar Mm. to the Eucharist. That's why they understood. When the friars came and told them, the Franciscan friars, that son is not your God. We, you know, the only God is Jesus. It was hard for Mm -hmm. them. Of course they couldn't. And then imagine they had, they went on. um, So the conquest ended in 1521 and she appeared in 1531. So after the conquest, all sacrifices were gone, right? Mm. They were not permitted, but so they were frustrated because they did not believe in that new, you know, that new religion and the Jesus that they saw on the cross, and yet they couldn't perform sacrifices. So problems continued to build up, and they felt it was because they were not giving sacrifices to offering them up to their gods. Mm -hmm. So when Our Lady came, they understood perfectly. Yeah,
0: yeah. So such good timing with all that. Uh, I always find it interesting that it also was a time, and maybe this is unrelated, maybe not. You tell me that the Protestant Reformation was going it was starting across the world. Do you think that's a coincidence or, or no? There's
4: no coincidence with our yeah. I mean, 1531.
0: I mean, 1517 is when Martin Luther posted his 95 theses, and then, of course, King Henry the Eighth. I think that was in the 1530s. And, uh-huh. Uh huh. So Everything was, was, was happening, all happening at, the same right, time. at the exact same time.
4: Yes. In fact, uh, 1519 was when Hernan Cortes first arrived.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
4: and in 1521 the conquest was Busy finished. Busy century. Yeah. So
0: you you travel around and give talks to anybody. I think you told me on the phone you would talk to two people if if two people listen or one person or a thousand. You just I, you just to you want to spread this message. I just
4: want one. To spread the message so people can fall in love, understand her better. And two, to be able to receive those graces of being in the presence of that image. That is the closest thing. If you are not able to go to Mexico City to the Basilica, this is the best thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like almost, it's like being in front of Our Lady. In fact, the difference is here you get to be close to her and you get to touch her at the Basilica. She's. Up there, far away, and you barely see her.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're on so. a little conveyor belt. How mm-hmm. many times have you been there? I've never been. Oh, I, uh,
4: I don't, I can't. I mean, kind of
0: like like more than ten.
4: Oh, uh, more than fifty, I think. Oh, really? Okay, yes. okay. Yes.
0: Did you ever live there or have you, have you always lived in, uh, do, have you always no, traveled or, but you never? No, okay. I
4: There were some years I lived down in Mexico City.
0: Okay. Okay. So, and did you were going like, <laughs> not as much? You know
4: what? It's funny enough. You know, you have a right there yeah. and yet you don't appreciate or value her until you're gone. And you're like, wow, why didn't I go right, more often? Right, so yeah, every time I go down there, I, I try to visit her at least once.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, um, do you want to give contact information out? If yes. people want to, have you come to their, group or Knights of Columbus or you know, whatever. Like yes, or if they want to uh,
4: have, if they have like a prayer group or at their parish, I or even at schools. I just had a talk to the, we had our boot camp, our middle school yeah, boot camp for yeah. for uh, middle schoolers. And I gave a talk. I took Our Lady and I gave a talk there. So mm. I can do it for school. I can do it for anybody in the parish. Just call me. Uh, they can call me and contact me at 214 Four seven zero three, or they can send me an email to guadaluperelic at com. That might be the easiest.
0: All right. Guadalupe Relic at gmail or 214-505-4703. Ingrid Meyer is her name. And uh, uh, how do kids respond? I'm curious. You said you talked to a bunch of, uh, I mean, do they get it? They, they...
4: love it. And yeah. they have so many questions. And you know what? They understand it so much faster than mm-hmm. we do.
0: Yeah. Oh, I bet. And, you uh, you know, in Mexico, of course, I, I, I would guess, tell me if I, you think I'm wrong, that pretty much everybody knows about Our Lady Guadalupe, even if they're not, it's seeped into the culture, right? Exactly. But it's here part it's not. Of
4: the re- not only the religion, but the culture. People yeah. call themselves Guadalupe, regardless of what religion they are.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But here, not so much. I, I always have this thing in my mind is that you, you go to the mall or you go to Walmart and you take a hundred people. And, you know, just random different ages and, gen- and genders and, and and cultures and, you know, blah, blah. Uh, I mean, of a hundred, how many people do you think have ever even heard of Our Lady Guadalupe? Mm. I, I, I'd be I th- shocked if it was. It's more than
4: before, but it's still, I mean, I wouldn't say more than 30, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. and Because people think Guadalupe, Mexico, that has yeah. nothing to do with me, which is not true. She came to all of us. Yeah. Not only to the Aztecs, not only to the Spaniards, in fact, her hands are symbolized the bringing together those two new cultures because her hand is even different. One hand is a little bit darker, tanned, a little bit fuller, representing the Indians, mm. and the other one is lighter in color, representing the Spaniards. So what did she do? She's like bringing them together. And that's what she continues to do. She brings all of us together. So yes, please, I hope if you're listening out there, understand that Our Lady of Guadalupe is our mother. All of us. Mm -hmm. She came for each one of us.
0: Yeah, yeah.
4: And she continues with what we discover
0: yeah so uh, let me give out your your contact information again ingrid meyer two one four five zero five four seven zero three if you'd like to invite her to an event or to come speak at i i she'd come to your house if you want to bring you know ten friends together or five friends together she 'd love to speak to you guadalupe relic at gmail dot com guadalupe relic at gmail dot Com is the email address. So I hope you get several uh, emails on the basis of this interview. So thank thank you. you. Thank you so much. And again, just to reiterate what we uh, talked about at the beginning, at our Summer Speaker Series event, July 21st, uh, a month from tomorrow, by the way, uh, this – and I want to use the the right terminology. What do we call it again? The – um, the relic the, image, the relic image, mm-hmm. one of three in the whole country. Yes, uh, so far I don't know. Maybe which,
4: there's more. But. Which
0: which touched the original uh, tilma uh, in Mexico City and
4: blessed by Saint John Paul II. And
0: I love what you said: is that the same graces are available as were available in fifteen thirty one. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very beautiful. special. Yes,
4: oh. and she is a big image. She her measurements are in meters: one oh seven wide. By 174 in height. So it's a big image.
0: Yeah, Yeah, it really is. That's that's what struck me the most. It's the exact
4: same size.
0: As the one in in, uh, the original, right. Uh All right, well, thank you so much. Uh, Mm -hmm. And again, if you want to come to our event, there's going to be a lot uh, going on, including this uh, relic image of Our Lady of Guadalupe, uh, the tilma. Uh, We hope to see you at the event, Thursday, July 21st. Summerspeakerseries.com Summerspeakerseries.com is the uh, website to buy your tickets. They're $75, but you get a lot, including a great talk by by Bishop Strickland. Ingrid, thank you very much. Uh, Thank you you for having uh, me. right, uh, quick break. It's actually not so quick. It's three minutes long (laughs) Uh, because we got to, you know, transition and get get, uh, David on the phone and say goodbye to Ingrid, unless you want to hang around. You can hang around if you want. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is the Good News Show here on KTH 910 AM, and uh, we're going to be talking to david sear in a moment he is a 17 year old and he is traveling to ireland and france with tradition family and property to evangelize the culture and uh, this is so cool wouldn't you love for your high school kid to be that much alive in the faith that they want to travel across the country across the world uh evangelizing so we will talk to him uh right after this quick break we'll be back Hi, this is Dave Palmer with a reminder to download the Guadalupe Radio Network app on your smartphone. It's very simple to do, and once you have the app on your phone, you can listen to a crystal clear signal of this station, KTH 910 AM, 24 hours a day, anywhere you are. If you have any questions about our app or need help setting it up on your phone, contact me through email, Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. All of us here at KTH 910 AM Thanks Sue Locks with EXP Realty for her support as a sponsor of the upcoming Summer Speaker Series event on July 21st at the Frontiers of Flight Museum in Dallas. The guest speaker that evening will be Bishop Joseph Strickland from the Diocese of Tyler, who will speak on Engaging in Battle, Empowering the Laity in 2022. For more information about Sue Locks with EXP Realty, you can visit catholicrealtordfw.com. That's catholicrealtordfw.com.
1: Are you struggling financially and need help? Catholic Charities of Dallas helps individuals achieve stability and self-sufficiency through financial literacy, employment services, education, food programs, immigration legal services, refugee resettlement, disaster services, and permanent supportive housing. For more information, call 866-CCD-7500.
3: Hello, I'm Joshua Stafish, a member of Modern Day Parish in Irving and a new sponsor here at KATH 910AM. I'm the co-owner of Absolute Painting. We serve customers throughout the DFW Metroplex, help them with home improvement projects, both interior and exterior, along with painting, drywall, foundation repairs, and other projects, large and small. I welcome your opportunity to prepare an estimate for your next project. You can find us at AbsolutePTG.com or by phone and text at 972-375-5100. I'll bet you know by now that Amazon Smile is a great way to support your favorite charity. And supporting the Guadalupe Radio Network while you shop
2: is easy. Step one, just start off at smile.amazon.com. Step two, choose La Promesa Foundation as your charity. La Promesa Foundation is the
3: parent company of Guadalupe Radio Network. And step three, enjoy your shopping. Amazon will donate a portion of your purchase to the La Promesa Foundation, and it doesn't cost you any extra.
2: La Promesa Foundation and Guadalupe Radio Network, thank you. Sherry Van Branken, a longtime area Catholic, invites you to visit her website, CatholicPaperGoods.com, where you are able to download Catholic greeting cards, coloring pages, educational activities for your family or homeschool, art prints, and more. You can also find items such as ordination cards, sacrament invitations, and many items featuring saints of the Catholic Church. They're all able to be downloaded and printed from your home or other printing service. The website is CatholicPaperGoods.com for Catholic items for your own domestic church. CatholicPaperGoods.com all right we are back
0: and this is the good news show we are live uh it is 35 minutes after the hour now it's june 20th and uh, as i mentioned uh a month from tomorrow the summer speaker series event is going to happen that was a really interesting conversation with ingrid meyer she got a phone call by the way right after we uh finished talking went to the break her phone rang and somebody was calling her i presume to arrange for her to visit so she's an expert on our lady guadalupe and she's got a lot of passion and love for our ladies so uh please uh contact her i'll give that uh, information out at the end of the show all right now we have on the line with us uh, uh a wonderful young man he's 17 years old and his name is david sear and i ha- i know his uh parents quite well tom and sue sear and they are just uh uh, warriors for, for Christ and for life. And they, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, they seem to have instilled, uh, this passion for evangelization and for life uh, in their, in their kids. And the, their, their boys are out doing wonderful things. And it, it's a great honor to have David on the phone with me to talk about a trip that he is taking to Ireland and France with, uh, Tradition, Family and Property, a group that, uh, he works with. And he's going to be leaving on uh, i think july 1st and staying almost uh two months all the way until the end of august or nearly the end of august and so he joins me on the phone to talk about this trip david uh thanks for joining us how you doing
3: i'm doing pretty well how
0: are you doing I'm doing fine. I, I saw on your, your mom sent out an email with information about your trip. And if you don't mind, I, I just, it's, it's so, it, it, it really encapsulates exactly, you know, your heart and your, your desire for evangelizing. I guess it's in your own writing, but let me read this real quickly. Uh, and then I want you to fill in some of the blanks and uh, talk about why you're doing this. You say, I'm 17. I was raised in an active pro-life Catholic family. Participating in prayer and action for God since I was in the womb. I just finished my third year at Amazing Catholic Men's Academy in Pennsylvania, where we are learning to be active Catholics in the culture and in spiritual warfare. God and Mary willing, I'm on a lifelong path of serving Jesus and Mary as a lay crusader with TFP. America Needs Fatima, Fighting in Defense of the Church's Teaching and Society. So let me stop there. That's the first paragraph. And tell me, how did you get to this academy in Pennsylvania, all the way from Dallas? And uh, what can you tell us about um, your involvement with TFP, America Needs Fatima?
3: Yeah, so back in, I think, 2008, Obama went to speak at Notre Dame and received uh, some award and my family and I all went up there. Since we were homeschooled, we could we could take some time off, and so we went up there for about a month to to spread the news to the Catholics around that Obama was going to be speaking, and to to counteract that. And while we were there, about during the end of the month, we we encountered the TSP, and we just saw these wonderful men. And my mother saw them playing the bagpipes, and she was just like. She was blown away at how wonderful it was. She said it was angelic. But, yeah, that's how we met the TFP.
0: Yeah, so it's tradition, family, and property, and they, I I guess... What what I see them doing is, you know, getting out into the public square. And I'm sure there's a whole lot more than that, but they are engaging quite literally in the culture. Is that a big part of what TFP is about, is actually putting themselves out there? And, uh, and sometimes, of course, that can, you know, be a little uh, daunting because the other side is there as well. But is that a big part of what you're doing, especially what you'll be doing in Ireland and France this summer?
3: Absolutely. So... The the founder of TFP Tradition, Family and Property, was a, a lay Catholic thinker named Professor Professor Plinio. And when he was very young he saw that there was a, a problem in society, a deep a deep problem that went back very far. And so he basically thought to himself, let's either I have to dedicate my life to fighting this evil that society Or I'll eventually slip in and fall in the evils that society pushes forward. And so he started a small group around the 1940s that was named the group of Flinio that they fought mainly against communism back then, but also against divorce and abortion. But they, so the group started then pretty small, but then throughout the years it grew larger and larger. And then they started doing this thing called the caravan, the the caravan, which basically a group of men, maybe ten or fifteen, would get in a van and then uh, drive around a city or actually from state to state, um, fighting for traditional values and against communism and abortion. And this would this would be for about a month about a month which is what I'll be participating in, in in Europe but yeah this is this is one of the ways that they they get out into society and fight for these traditional values
0: yeah you say here in this write up I'll be going to Ireland and France to defend traditional values and to combat the war which the progressives have waged against god and all right morals I'll be going with the TFP to travel through these countries on a caravan to hold street campaigns of public witness and prayer and do apostolate and, and with the locals. Um, you're going to be helping with camps to educate the youth about Catholic history and to enlighten them about the imminent crisis of our day. Why why, why Ireland and France? How, why did you all choose those two countries?
3: Well, there was no real specific reason that, that the I don't, I don't know if I mentioned this, but the TSP, since since the founding down in brazil um has spread to america and france and ireland and poland but those are just those are two of the countries that the tfp works in and so a group of friends and i all decided that we would like to spend our summers there to fight for these good values
0: yeah, you know, it says here something about these, uh, formerly very Catholic countries. And uh, I don't know if you know this. I know your mom and dad know it, but I, I married an Irish woman and uh, happily married to her now. And, uh, uh, so I'm very familiar with Ireland, uh, and it has changed dramatically. I mean, the, the that, that, you know, they used to send us priests and now they, they hardly have anybody in seminary and it's, they, they voted in abortion. At least in America, we never voted in abortion. It was just nine men in a, in Supreme Court. Uh, I mean, they voted in, you know, so-called gay marriage. I mean, that country is lost in many ways. And so, is that going to be kind of part of it? Is is? Uh, and I, I guess let me let me rephrase the question. Uh, how are you? How do do you know how they're going to choose where you go, or you know, the kind of the public witness? Uh, where, where what kind of sites will you be at?
3: You know, I'm not exactly sure where we're going specifically. Um, there's normally a, a leader for the caravan, and then they they decide where we'll go. It's it's more more free flowing than super regimented throughout the caravan. So we'll basically start at a city, and then the leader might decide that this is the next city, or if he sees that there's a real opportunity here, then they'll go there. But and even a lot of times they'll see that, for example, like. A certain college might be having something, and they'll go to protest it. But it's it's more free flowing like that, and we just go along and then fighting for the good values for about a month.
0: Yeah. Do you, in the times that you've done this in you know, here in America, or stories that you've heard from TFP members, is there all is there often pushback or? you know, counter-protesters or any kind of conflict? Uh, does it ever get, you know, I guess you know, even a little bit scary where, where people are in your face, or how, how does that work out?
3: Absolutely, there there is that. There's not necessarily every location that we go to, but, for example, in Ireland, I think about a year ago, there was a TFP member who was, no, sorry, he wasn't a TFP member. He was just helping the TFP, but he was punched in the face because he was standing up for the unborn, and I guess someone didn't like that, so they they punched him in the face. But there there has also been some some things like that in Poland. Um, a TFP member got his arm, his hand bitten by by a leftist who also didn't like him talking about, against homosexual marriage, but. Yeah, that that is definitely something we see.
0: You know, I'm 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 so impressed, and uh, I I know your family well, and I I just think the world of your parents, and I know that they have had a great influence on you, but. Yeah, you, know, you could be sending your you're spending your summer at the pool, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, which you know nothing yeah. wrong. I spent most of last week at the pool, so I'm not I'm not knocking that at all. I think we all need to relax, we need to do fun things and and do that kind of stuff. But uh, what well, what motivates you to do this? Because you know what what's what's your inspiration?
3: Well, there's there's definitely the exciting part about it, but that that's not the main drive. The main the main reason why I do it is because there is a great need for us to be working in society to turn mm-hmm. society back towards God and, and obeying Our Lady of Fatima and what she said to to pray and do penance. But yeah, the, I just think that it's so needed in society right now. I'll be spending most of my time doing
0: that. Yeah, and and it's so it's so refreshing to hear somebody a young person like yourself, seventeen years old, uh, because the culture has infiltrated your age group so much. And uh, I, I I I think so so much relativism, so much like ah you know love is love, and you know just kind of you know, just leave leave people alone to do what they want to do. But uh, it's so refreshing to see somebody that loves people enough. To tell them the truth, which and especially in such a, a young young age like yourself, uh, David, I know that uh, you know the, the airlines probably aren't giving you free flights to do this, and you've got to raise some funds. and uh, And you've, I think somebody set up a little page for yourself. I donated myself uh, to to help you. And um, where where are you in 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 the, the fundraising uh, area?
3: Yeah, so my expenses are approximately. Uh, for the entire summer. That includes the four culture chivalry camps, which the TFP also does to help educate the youth about the crises uh, in our day. And then that also includes my flights to France and Ireland. So the the website that's been set up is LifeFunder. But right now we're a little bit under $1,000 So almost, almost halfway there. But if anyone would like to donate, the they can donate at lifefunder.com forward slash tfp david. And again, that's lifefunder.com forward slash tfp david. And that would be greatly helpful to help me fight for the culture and help bring society back towards God. But if anyone, if anyone Cannot donate. They can also give prayers, which is, which is definitely more important than, the, than just the money. But, absolutely everyone can pray. But if you can, help to donate. That would also be very helpful.
0: All right. Uh, that's LifeFunder dot com slash TFP David. LifeFunder dot com TFP David. And, uh, yeah, you're eight hundred ninety five dollars right now. We'll see if that needle can move a little bit between now and the end of the show. Uh, just a couple minutes remaining here. Uh, David, you're going to be there for a co- uh, gosh, almost two months. Um, are, are you, I, I guess the other expenses are paid or do you, do you are you guys going to be staying at youth hostels or, or friends or, or where are you all going to be staying when you get out there?
3: Yeah. So the, the TFP creates or they, they get lots of contacts while on caravan. accept as much help as possible with, with, uh, sleeping places overnight and, and food donations. So we, we do rely greatly upon those, but anything else, um, the, the TFP would have to cover. So, but yeah.
0: Okay. Well, very good. Well, um, Thank you for being on and, uh, God bless you. Like you said, pray for these young men, uh, who are going out to Ireland and France. Uh, if you go, if you go to that page that David mentioned, you can also see that, that write up about who he is and, you know, what he's doing and why he's doing it and, and all that kind of stuff that, uh, that email, I mean, the website again is lifefunder.com. Uh, forward slash tfp david and that stands for the t- tradition family and property uh david thanks a lot god bless you and uh, i hope you raise all the funds you need and that um you go over there and really uh, you know lead lead many souls to christ and so thank you for what you're doing
3: absolutely thank you very much mr palmer for having me on and god bless
0: all right thanks so much all right david sear and, uh, I mentioned at the beginning of the program, I wanted to dedicate this entire last, uh, 30 minutes of the show to young people. And I have another 17 year old. Uh, I mentioned, uh, William Kirkendall is, uh, interning here at the station uh, this summer. We have, uh, three, uh, high school interns. They're all male this year. We don't, we sometimes we have uh, females, sometimes males, but, uh, also have a couple that come in on Fridays as well. William's coming in two or three times a week. And so, welcome, William, to the show. First time on live radio, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you for uh, what you're doing. I, I've known your parents uh, mm-hmm. for many years as well. In fact, I think I knew them before they even got married, when <laughs> you were just a, a glimmer in their, in their eye. Um, so, well, t- tell us, what, what motivated you to
2: contact us and say, hey, I'd like to intern? What's, what, what, what's, <laughs> what's your interest here? Sure, absolutely. So, when Sissel... Interviewed uh, me and one of um, one of my friends at the debate club that we're in. Uh, I remember you and Sissel asked me uh, before we left. You're like, "Do you want a job interning?" And I said, "I'll think about it." And as I thought <laughs> about it, I was like, "I think so," because like my parents weren't going to let me get a job at Chick Fil A or a fast food restaurant or a grocery store just yet. So I was like, "Okay, I might as well go do something over the summer." So I'm like, "Why don't I intern?" Mm-hmm. And so uh, I emailed you or or I emailed Sissel and. I said, I'd like to intern, and I'm and, glad to be here. It's and about been a two blast. seconds
0: later, we responded, yes. Exactly. No, no we, yes. We, we
2: love it. I mean, there's there's a lot of things we
0: like about it. Mm-hmm. Of course, we, it's, it's good help, and we, yep. we need the work, and we need the volunteers. It's also just, it's part of the mission. In fact, I don't know if you know this, the, the Catholic Foundation gave us a grant last year uh, that paid Sissel's salary because they were very interested in Sissel being a young person herself. Oh, I mean, wow. she's in her twenties, you know, working with young people. Mm-hmm. And so they, they were, they, they liked the idea of people like your age mm-hmm. coming to you, not, not just with internships, but coming in for interviews like you did with the, the debate club you talked yeah. about. So it's a big part of our mission. So we, we, it, it's helpful because, you know, we're not going to be around forever. You know, a guy like me and somebody else has got to pick up the mantle and do, right. do this kind of stuff. Uh so what kind of stuff you've been doing so far? Last week I wasn't even around. I was on mm-hmm. vacation. But what uh, what have you been your tasks?
2: Yeah, like here at the studio. So I came in, I believe it was I believe it was just Wednesday. So basically what I do here at the studio is I'm writing PSA's most of the time and I really en- I've really enjoyed helping out with the the shows on Friday, Good News show mm-hmm. and uh and all those shows. It's been really uh and Back to the Father. All yeah. That.
0: Yeah. Now, you, you were here for One Back to the Father, right? I was here yeah. for One Back. Yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's always a lot of fun. Yeah. And so, th- those, that's, uh, and we're changing the time on it. Uh, it has always been two o'clock on Fridays. It's only on the social media platforms. It's not on the radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, this Friday, we're going to move it to one o'clock. One o'clock, Because okay. we have a new show, Living uh, Life Joy, a uh, Life, uh, Life Live Joyfully, that mm. runs every day during the three o'clock hour. And those two would just bump up too close to each other. So, what, uh, uh, what are your
2: you're, you're homeschooled, right? Mm-hmm. You have been homeschooled your whole life, is that right? Um, I went to a Montessori school, which is a lot like a like a homeschool until about sixth grade, and then I started doing a local co op um, at the a parish I attend. So. Uh yeah, I've been homeschooled since 6th grade. And do you have a uh, particular interest in media
0: or uh, what 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 can you foresee yourself maybe studying in college or what would you like yeah, to do?
2: Yeah, I've always I've always enjoyed doing podcasts and things like that. I've worked with software, so it's all been uh, the whole media thing has been really interesting. I like re- listening to the radio sometimes. Um I think for like future like what I want to study in college, I'm thinking Most likely politics, uh, although I haven't made a final decision on that yet, but I'm looking into politics because I've always been, especially since COVID hit, I was into sports a lot before then, but now I, but since COVID I've been into politics, I read a lot of the news, so it's yeah, I'm thinking politics. Yeah. And uh, politics and media are obviously very intertwined.
0: Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. so there's, there's always going to be, I mean, whatever you learn this summer is going to be helpful regardless if you, I mean, if you were to become a doctor, oh, or a absolutely. lawyer or a priest or, you know, what have you, mm-hmm. it's going to be very helpful because we live in a media age. Absolutely. you have to be able yeah. to communicate. And so that, that, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, we're, we're glad, uh, that, that you're, you're doing this and, mm-hmm. um, I appreciate, uh, you, you know, very much. And it's also, you know, if somebody else is out there listening, like, and you have children who are in high school or, yeah, probably high school, we've had some college interns, and we can do that as well. Um, you can contact us. There's still time if, uh, you know, the more the merrier. If other people want to help out, you can just email kath at com. That goes to me, Diane, and Cecil. And so you can uh, let us know that there might be of interest. It, you know, you may not know this story, but I was at in, I was over at St. Phillips in Louisville. Uh, gosh, a lot of years, many years ago, and a gentleman came up to me and said uh, that his daughter would like to intern at our station, oh. right? And mm-hmm. typically, I'm not, I'm not too impressed when it's the the parent. I want to see, I want the, the person himself to come up yeah, and say I want yeah. to, because sometimes I think, well, it's you, you probably you want that your kid to, but <laughs> do they want to do it? Well, and so I said, okay. Well, just have her contact me if you know she's interested and that kind of thing. Well, that turned out to be Sissel. <laughs> really, <laughs> yeah. Her her, her, da- her dad approached me and said that. Uh, yeah. So then, oh, nice. so now the the rest is history. Of course, and Sissel's been mm-hmm. working with us for so many years. All right. Before we close out the program, and Diane, if we need to stretch a little bit, please let allow us to uh, the connection between uh, your. Uh, dad, in particular, in Catholic radio, mm-hmm. were you familiar with this connection when when you came up here for the interview? I or was, you... I was, okay. yeah, like
2: it was like a year or two ago. My mom told me about how my dad used to work at the studio, so I've known for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. so
0: uh, yeah, Kirk, Kirkendall is uh, <laughs> is your dad's name, and many years ago, and people may this may bear uh, repeating because before Guadalupe Radio Network uh, was a thing back on October first, two thousand six. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a group called St. Francis Xavier Society, and there's a guy named Stanley Gaines, um, African American deacon from St. Anthony Parish in Dallas, who started the whole Let's Get Catholic Radio in Dallas. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that was, he started the whole thing. He ended up passing away, and then and when he started a group, it was called the St. Francis Xavier Society Radio Xavier by for short. And you know, we started having meetings, and I started showing up the meetings. Now that your dad was there, and Mike Murray, Mm -hmm. and then when Stanley passed away, obviously a new leader had to emerge, and Mike Murray took over the, the the presidency. And then as I recall, Mike had to step down and then your dad was a president for like a year or so. Yep. And then a guy named Paul Russo, uh, uh, took over. And so a lot happened even before GRN came in. But when I met Len and Toya, that was the, the big moment because Len and Toya really knew what they were doing and how already, already owned, uh, and operated nine stations. And so anyway, so your, your dad was, uh, and I'm sure your mom, I don't know what, if they were married or. Dating or or what back then? This would have been like, uh, uh, gosh, two thousand. Oh, this is a long time ago. Like yeah.
2: early two thousands. Yeah, I know they got married in two thousand four. I'm not okay. sure if maybe. So yeah, it, was it would have been in that that time around right? that <laughs> time. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Well. Um. A- anyways, uh, thanks again. Yes, you know, for, for all you're doing to help out. Of course. Uh, William Kirkendall, and uh, our, of course we have uh, Daniel, and then goes from Jonathan von Weber Hansberg, who's been helping us for many years as well, who's heading off to UD. Uh, this uh, this fall. Uh, and, of course, the story of Diane is a whole different story. I've told that before about how yes. Diane called me. And when I found out her name was Xavier, yeah. you know, especially with Francis, I said, okay. yeah, It you're, was you're, just you're,
2: meant to be. Yeah,
0: you're in. You're in. I remember that conversation like it was yesterday. All right. Uh, thanks to all of our guests. I, I promised that I would uh, share some of the contact information. If you want to get a hold of Ingrid Meyer and uh, ask her to give a talk to uh, about Our Lady Guadalupe, and what do you know? Where is that? Uh, where is that? Uh, okay, here it is. Ingrid Meyer is an expert on Our Lady Guadalupe and the, the relic and the Tilma uh, and the history of, of all that in San Juan Diego. 214 505 4703. Or you can email her, Guadalupe Relic at gmail.com. And if you want to support David Sayre, go to slash TFP David. All right. Thanks. God bless you. Hope you have a great rest of your day.
1: Thanks for joining us for the Good News Show here on KATH 910 AM on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please join us next week at the same time for the next Good News Show. KATH 910 AM Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth.